found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Hey, TGIF, it is the ninth day of June, a Friday. And a happy tea gift to you, Matthew. Same to you, buddy. Tea gift. Same to you. Got weekend plans, do you? Okay. Do I? More graduation stuff? Or? Probably. Yeah. You don't keep the agenda, do you? You no. just You just go and assign. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know, we... I um, try not to act surprised when I'm told where we're going. <laughs> All right, then. We talked about this this week, I think. The Food and Drug Administration has pulled the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine. <laughs> Again? The one I got. Yeah. After it was paused over rare blood clot concerns. Maybe that's what happened to me two years ago. That move, not unexpected, because their parent company, Janssen, had requested that the federal regulators at the FDA withdraw authorization for its vaccine after it was revealed that the last uh, amount of doses, about 12.5 million, had expired. Wow. They've not even been using it. As of uh, year three of the COVID pandemic, nearly 231 million have received either one J&J or two doses of an mRNA vaccine from Pfizer and Moderna. A fraction received the J&J vaccine compared to others approved for use in the U.S. I got it because it was one dose. (laughs) It was easy. It It was convenient. Yeah. And I think the majority of the issues when it came to blood clotting were with women. Yeah. More so than men. Yeah. The FDA and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued a pause on administering the shots in April of 2021. That's the year I got it. Mm. And the month. Yeah. Actually, I a little before that. Yeah. Six cases of the rare clotting disorder were reported. So uh, that was it. But they still aren't uh, aren't using it. So I guess I'm one of the lucky ones. Apparently. <laughs> Way to go. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Here's something that you might partake of. Uber says it will soon launch a peer-to-peer car sharing service in North America. So you can rent your vehicle out and let an Uber driver use it. <laughs> Uber car share will allow car owners to rent their vehicle to strangers. Oh. Setting their own daily and hourly pricing, so see you can oh, okay let the uh, the van go. So I could just so in other words, if you need a car, you can get a hold of Maddie. Here you go, take it away. <laughs> Uber first introduced the business last year in Australia. Hmm. Hi to our fans there. Yes, hello and uh, and a good day, mate. And we'll soon begin to offer it in Boston and Toronto. You could be the first here in Indiana. The move was announced alongside other initiatives on Thursday as the company looks to reach its goal of going completely carbon neutral in North America and Europe by 2030. That's not far off. Seven years. Yeah. That's a... So, see, you could be making a buck on the side. I kind of hope that when you get someone's car through this, (laughs) that it's... The one they use all the time, yeah. and that there's like you know, 
trash in it, and there's <laughs> like French fries on the floor. And, That's the average vehicle you know. that I see. <laughs> you know, it's because <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you ever get in someone's car? The first thing they always do is apologize. Yeah, Man, I'm so I'm sorry. I need to clean it. And anymore. they're cleaning stuff out of the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> So see, you could right now if you got in my truck, I would apologize. You man. could I'm rent sorry, your truck it. out and make a buck while you're here. Yeah, you could let somebody Uber for a few hours. <laughs> you know, go ahead. <sighs> Is this the beginnings of the no more cabs? You know, when I went to Cincinnati a few years ago, mm. cabs were non-existent. There was one cab yeah. company, and they had two cabs. Wow. But other than that, I mean, because of COVID, nobody was going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the cruise industry. Now they're saying, hey, things are humming now. Oh, yeah. But, man, you got to survive for a couple of years. How do you do that? I guess you dry dock them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because that's when it all really started. All the COVID was an outbreak on the ship. The Princess Cruise Line. Mm-hmm. Everyone was sick. And they had those people just kind of, no one would take them. Yeah. You're not coming to our port. (laughs) It's just, I mean, think back, you know, I mean, there were a lot of really serious scenarios involved with COVID and a lot of businesses I'm sure are gone, Mm -hmm. including a lot. I would think large cities like New York still utilize them. Yeah. They probably survived. Yeah, I'm sure. And we still have cab service here. They true. survived. That's true. But uh, like I said, Cincinnati, a few years ago, that was it. Do we have Uber? Like, do we have someone oh, else I that's doing so. Uber here? I, I, I'm sure there are. Now, what kind of dough they're making, I don't, you know, I don't know. And how do you figure out your pricing scheme? Gas isn't cheap. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just... Um, of course, here we also have the city bus route. You can ride that for a couple of bucks. If you're a senior citizen, I'm a senior citizen. I'll be riding for nothing. <laughs> then you don't pay at all. <laughs> I'll be you riding know? for yeah. nothing. Because <laughs> so, you demand it. You know, when you, you probably have no clue what they uh, normally charge. Exactly. You but, decide one day. Well, I'm a senior citizen. <laughs> and you... you Hop on there and get into a 15-minute discussion with the driver and annoy the other three people on board. And uh, you demand your right. That's right. As a senior citizen. <laughs> you just got your senior discount at, we'll call it Guardies, And, uh, you know, you know how much it costs. And heaven knows there better not be a price increase. <laughs> so this this goes back to this guy... Dale and I went out to, for breakfast one day. We got done with the show. We're like, hey, let's go grab some breakfast. So we go to Gardy's. And there was this seasoned gentleman that had that was in there before us. That he, Wasn't he in a, uh, like a remote-controlled device? Was he? Or was it did he have a walker? Something. Something. He had mobility issues, yeah, put it yeah, that way. Yeah. And uh, it was it was the funniest thing because he ordered, and then he told the cashier exactly what the price was going to be. Oh, I've this, this, and this, and that'll be four eighty five. Because he was utilizing yeah his senior discount right. So 
And again, being a senior depends on where you are. 62 in some locations. That's true. 65 in others. 59 in some places. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know, check. I delivered him his, his tray. Yes, that'd be very nice. And he didn't even say thank you. <laughs> Not that I'm Matt, keeping score. Not that I'm Matt keeping and score. I have always been amused when we go anywhere. Okay, we we find something. It's always something, man. It's it's always something. <laughs> We've got uh, some messages, and we'll be back with tidbits. This is tidbits. It's a Friday edition of Tidbits, ninth day of the month of June. We return. More tomfoolery taking place in the National Park. Seriously? We've had tons of it. Seriously? This uh, from Wyoming's Grand Teton National Park. This go-round, where park rangers are looking for two fellas accused of harassing a bison calf. Again, it's just a little calf. (sighs) The two were seen approaching and touching the bison calf. Park authorities emphasized the importance of viewing wildlife safely, responsibly, and ethically to ensure the safety of both visitors and wildlife. Now, I'm not sure what uh, Grand Teton's rules are, but we know Jellystones. We've heard it, okay? (laughs) And it it varies anywhere from 25 Uh, feet to 100 yards, basically. Yeah. And the 25 feet, I'm sure, was a misprint. The incident's under investigation. Wouldn't you be worried that Mama would come out of nowhere and... I don't think idiots think like that. Hmm. They did, oh, look there. Hey, hey, Frank, let's go over there. Because <laughs> his name was Frank. Right. They released the image of two unidentified individuals standing near the bison calf. They're asking anyone with info to contact the park tip line. You can be a rat finko. For the Grand Teton National Park. <laughs> rat You're going to rat on them. I know those two. I know them. <laughs> you will be the rat finko. Now imagine this. Okay. You'll be flying soon. Yes. A new concept design revealing how travelers will be able to gaze at the stars above in future airplanes. What? They're going to make them with a, like some trains and so forth with a, you know. Yeah. Aerospace giant Airbus showing off their version of next-gen cabins, which include an all-around view of clouds as you jet through them. So you'll be able to just lean back. Of course, you'll go back (laughs) on the next guy's legs, okay? Because you want to view it. Yes. The uh, Airspace Cabin Vision 2035-plus concept also lets passengers tap on smart interactive windows that show travel time and let you explore your destination city. Now they do have, um, gosh, what was was it was it Spirit? No, but they had this. Uh, no, it was when I went to Jamaica. Okay, they had um, you could like on the seat in front of you. Yeah. they had the display, right? Okay, and you could click on it, yeah. and it would show you exactly where your flight was. Is that right? So, you know, if you're flying, because we left we left um, Indy, and um, gosh, we lay over in Florida. I think so. I don't remember. But we but you could see exactly where you were. You this know? from a man that forgot an entire vacation. Okay. I did. So. That's true. That is true. Something must have happened to you to forget an entire vacation. Well, 
You know, it's just... So so you have that available. It doesn't show other flights around you. No, no, it just shows where you're at. Yeah, it just shows you where you're at. Because I've looked out the window before, and I've seen an aircraft underneath. Yeah. And it's like, oh, geez. (laughs) And I know that's the way they do it. Right. But, man, if you're, you know, a few thousand feet off course. Mm -hmm. I know. It could be disaster. No, it was kind of cool because you could see. And especially when you're flying over, you know, like Cuba. Yeah. You know, because we flew over Cuba. And... No anti-aircraft. No, and that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, (laughs) boy, if this were the 60s, this would be something else. (laughs) They believe that by collecting your meal at the gate, (laughs) food and packaging waste could be reduced by up to 15%. So evidently, they're going to forego any kind of food on board to give you the luxury of looking up. (laughs) The company explained their ethos is uh, decarbonization and circularity at heart. (laughs) (laughs) What's that mean? I don't know. (laughs) So apparently what they want you to do is pre-order your meal. So, you know, on this flight, you have a choice of blah, blah, blah. What would you like? Oh. And then you would order it, and then they would have it exactly. Okay. You know what I mean? But gets rid of waste somehow. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting, you know, to think, but... Again, you know, you're talking about issues already with people mashing your legs. So, and, and the thing I see <laughs> is if you're taking a midday flight yeah. and the sun is directly oh, above geez, you. Oh, jeez, that'd be you terrible, imagine? wouldn't it? You'd just be baking. Oh, man. I and it's like to, you're just trying to take a nap and I you're just to bake. boiling alive in your seat. I had a house that used to uh, rented that had one of those, you know. Skylights? Like, yeah, skylight. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. But in the summer, you know. If you sleep up there, yeah, there's, there's, it's like being in a tent. Yeah, you know, you know how a tent is. You, mm-hmm. you know, you can't sleep in in a tent. No. It says here that there's nothing worse than somebody bringing stinky food. Well, it's happened to us. That onto an airplane and eating it, then you have to smell it. Yep. At least you'll be able to distract yourself by looking at the sky. <laughs> As you lean back. And what are you going to see? Like, you're just going to see, <laughs> you know, just, just cloud. Now, it'd be it's, interesting, I think, on a starry night. On night flights, yeah. it'd be kind of cool. And maybe they'll only offer them then. Maybe. I don't know. But man, if it's midday and it's just, gosh, no thanks. <laughs> Everybody's sweating. <laughs> Everyone's sweating, getting sunburned. <laughs> getting angry. Okay. It's just, they may have a real problem. Then they can sell you those... Um, <laughs> Those umbrella things you could put on your head, yeah. you know, to protect yeah. you from the sun, yeah. That and special airline sunglasses. There you go. So, might be a way to make an extra buck. Might be. Now, this is interesting. Dozens of unwanted orders of McDonald's French fries and other food items were mysteriously delivered to homes in Los Angeles in recent months. Residents have no clue who's sending them. Wouldn't bother me. I like it. Okay, just let me know it's there. Don't let it, you know, sit out there too long. Right. Bags of the already paid for food have been arriving via Uber Eats on the doorsteps of neighbors in the Highland Park neighborhood since February. Again, that's okay. By Why me. is this a bad thing? Yeah. I, Someone's just ordering food, sending it randomly out. Yeah. And people are up in arms over this? I didn't ask for it. <laughs> I don't want your sausage <laughs> muffins. 
because that's what's being delivered. The unhappy meals, it says, (laughs) have included sausage McGriddles to cartons of milk. One neighbor receiving more than 40, 40 deliveries. Man, I'm eating on the house. You know, I mean, I, (laughs) I have no complaints. The bizarre case has prompted guesses about who's behind it, ranging from credit card crooks to Uber Eats phishing scammers and even a nearby college psychology class. <laughs> that could be. You know, they're all looking out the window. <laughs> all right, let's see who gets mad. <laughs> Residents from the Westwood Hills area who have also received the mysterious meals Chalk the work up to burglars sending snacks to houses to see if wealthy folks are home. Seriously? I'm not going to... If you're a crook, you're not spending money to be a crook, are no, you? You know, No. It says the food gets tossed in the trash. And again, I guess they're not telling you it's there. They're just putting it there. Yeah. A rep for Uber Eats said it was investigating the situation. It's probably someone just trying to be nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some philanthropist. <laughs> philanthropist? Philanthropist? Yeah, philanthropist. Yeah. Philanthropist. It might be. But why aren't you... Are they ringing the doorbell and letting you I know it's there? I think they do. Well, Uber does, don't they? I think so. Yeah. Or maybe not. I, I don't know that they do. I think they just... I think they just said I got there. a delivery for uh, Mr. Lowe. <laughs> I think they just said it there. I don't. Really I don't think I do. They knock on the door. I don't think so. I think they do. I think you've got to know. You know, I don't know. I think it depends on the driver and how they feel. If you want a good and rating, if, and, you want? And if they had a bit of your meal before they delivered. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, if you notice, everything's taped up. It's super taped up now. So, because we used to have that those stories very, yeah. very, you know. Where they would just, <laughs> just have, you know, they eat fries, <laughs> drink some of your drink. And finally, this is a really interesting deal here. John Reyes is a realtor trying to figure out what to do with more than one million pennies he and his wife discovered in her father's former home in L.A. Now, they were found in a crawl space way back in the basement of the home while the family was cleaning out the home that once belonged to John's father-in-law, Fritz. <laughs> the home was built in the early 1900s, and the family believes it was once used as a bed and breakfast. Hmm. Now, the man's dad and his brother, both German immigrants, lived in the home for decades until Fritz passed away and his brother moved away. At first, they stumbled upon some loose pennies. The paper rolls disintegrated from years of basement dwelling. Loose pennies led to crates, which led to boxes which eventually led to the discovery of dozens of bank bags filled with an undetermined amount of pennies from decades ago. Some of the banks don't even exist anymore. Wow. Reyes listed the coins on OfferUp, a popular resale app, asking for 25 grand. These, according to the story, okay, the headline, Mm -hmm. copper pennies. These are copper. Yeah. So they're the age that they're legit. Mm -hmm. And there might be some, you know... Silver, you know, I mean, who knows what's in, you could find one penny worth. Oh, yeah. A million. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So anyway. But then you got to go through every single one. Yeah. They estimate there's one million pennies. That's more than double the $10,000 value in normal currency. So, I mean, 
Now, they've had some people want a piecemeal. Well, you know, of course, they know what. <laughs> it's like the bald guy in Vegas. Yeah. I'll give you a nickel for this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, let's bring in my expert. Well, that's worth uh, 56000 Well, I'll give you. <laughs> Best I can do is seven fifty. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> because it's the pressure. Right now, I can get the cash. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you want to monkey around trying to unload this? Can you not talk to the guy while he's there and say, hey, can you make arrangements for me to sell this and just go, you know, around the bald guy? Right. You know, I, anyway, there's a, there could be a huge treasure, really, no if doubt. you think about this, in the depths of the bank bags, but no offers to take them completely have been made. To me, $25,000 for $10,000 worth of face value pennies that are decades old would surely net you more than you put You would in. think so. Because there are very rare 1930s pennies with the right, you know, But you got to uh, find mint. the right buyers for all this stuff. Well, and, you do. You know. You do. But if you're uh, somebody involved in that kind of thing, I think that, you know, that's like, you know, the you randomly just uh, bid on a, on a storage facility. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what's in there. Right. Maybe they'll open the door and you can look. You can take a look-see. You see some cruddy bed material and yeah. yeah, broken dresser. And the next thing you know, there's something buried in there that's yeah. you know, yeah. Or you you lose money. Mm-hmm. You ever watch that show? Yeah, I, I did some. Yeah, what was the biggest haul you ever saw on? I don't, I don't remember. I Usually it was it was crap that they would. A lot of these people had their own resale shops. <laughs> yes, that yeah. they would go and you know, ooh, I could sell this dresser for two hundred bucks. I could sell this for. Look at this whole wrench set I could sell for 75 Now, why on earth do people get these and then don't pay? That, I don't know. You know? Because I, I think a lot of them have to have a place to store their stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they don't have the money. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's gone. Yeah. But why would you put anything of true value? A true value, yeah. In there if you can't pay? I don't know. But we've seen it. Oh, yeah. It I happens. Know. I know. Anyway, there you go. Weekends upon us. Are you in charge of anything this weekend? I am giving the message Sunday, this Sunday, and next Sunday. Okay. Two weeks. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. So then you'll be featured on the Church of the Brethren program. That's right. A week from this Sunday. That's right. You'll get to hear old Maddie over here. That's right. <laughs> I got the new program yesterday. We're all set. Good deal. So last week I didn't get one. Mm. I was bitterly disappointed. But uh, this this week we're good to go, so Matthew will be featured for two weeks. How about that? And um, is uh, is the pastor on vacation? Um, yeah. Did he go anywhere? Neato. Mm, I'm not sure. Okay. He's got some plans going on. He has a lot of stuff he's doing. So okay. I'd like to go somewhere neato. Yeah. I don't know where that'd be, but uh, you know, just somewhere neato someday. Maybe a cruise, since they're doing them again. <laughs> so so there you go. Have a good weekend, Matt. All right, you too, buddy. And have a good weekend, folks. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.